Hey everybody, welcome back to a special, special episode of the WWB Sports Podcast. It's your boy Lee, and we've been trying to create new ideas of content and really trying to lean into the comedy aspect of the podcast. You know us for pro wrestling and different things of that nature with Eloquent, but we're doing a special episode because I met a new friend, and really... In under two weeks, he's become my favorite Caucasian person. Um, <laughs> um, and, and so I'm excited for you guys to be introduced to a gentleman who's really talented, a good human being. And we naturally had a great connection, specifically about the great American pastime. If you don't know what that is, that's baseball. So everybody give a warm welcome in to Mr. Jordan Ward. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Lee. Uh, first and foremost, I do want to say uh, NW Wolfpack for life. Um, I, boom, boom. I'm a wrestling fan from, from like, how, gosh, you know, nine years old. So I mm-hmm. always like to keep my eye on that. But, uh, but yeah, thanks for, thanks for inviting me. Um, like you said, uh, I'm your favorite white Caucasian uh, comedian. Uh, that's a, I have to say, um, I'm hanging out on my wall. Um, and then every, every time, every time my wife comes in, she's going to be like, what is this? And I'll be like, baby, I, I made it. I made it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. You're, you're my personal, uh, you know, Gary, uh, what's his name? Gary Owen. <laughs> um, but no doubt, bro, you're a great human being, bro. It, you know, when we do these open mics as comedians, it is nerve wracking. You know, you're putting your, your, um, especially as newer guys in the industry, you're putting yourself out there for people to, you know, perceive and, and you, you wonder if they laugh and if they're happy. And in this specific lo- location, there was quite a few comedians as well. So the pressure of making them laugh because it's different than making uh, um, a, a predominantly audience laugh. Um, kind of talk about, uh, Jordan, where you're from, where you grew up and kind of your background and what inspired you to get into comedy, man, because we really vibed out when we first initially met. Yeah, and I, I was having a time in my life. Um, a lot of times, uh, comedians are terrified of doing open mics, um, mainly because they don't want to bomb, uh, but also, like, ma- your main, like, audience at open mics, if you go to, like, just normal ones, um, they're going to be comedians. And they are the hardest people to get to laugh. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> a lot of these comedians are like, shit, uh, this is going to be really bad. And then they go up and bomb, and then they're like, oh, man, that sucks. Um, but for me, uh, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Um, I'm originally from Atlanta, Georgia, uh, hey. lived there 20, oh, yeah, big A, uh, what's up, peace up, hey, come down. Um, and, mm-hmm. and that's where, uh, that's where I did my first, op- well, open mic when we met a couple weeks ago in Georgia. Um, I ended up moving when I was 23, uh, moved to Virginia. I stayed there for about nine months and, um, Hightailed it out as soon as I could. Um, went to Phoenix, Arizona. That's where I met my wife. Um, and then we lived there for six years. And one summer, the uh, the street signs, they started melting because it was so hot. The paint, they started melting like goosebumps. So for me, I was like, we got to get out of Dodge. Uh, and so we ended, up in, we ended up in Denver, Colorado. I've been here for four years. Um, I doing comedy in February, so going on eight months now. Um, before that, I... Uh, yeah. Love it. Eight months. I love it. Keep eight, going. Eight months, and I get like, you know, every time I get a laugh, I'm still like, I got it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I started in February. Um, before that, I was actually in mortgages. I was a sales sales mortgage, like branch manager, whatever you want to call it. 
Uh, I did that for 10 years and um, I just kind of, I was burnt out. Um, and it kind of, it was weird uh, in September last year, uh, just over uh, a year ago now, I was taking an e-scooter home from a comedy show, uh, Andrew Santino, mm-hmm. and I broke my arm. And I, mm-hmm. it, I felt like that was kind of like the catalyst for me to just be like, I, it's time to shake things up. And, um, <laughs> a broken femur <laughs> is a perfect thing. Exactly. Is a femur in your arm? Hold up. No, the femur's near your leg. I broke, uh, it was the, the radius, I think. Or, oh, okay. Uh, See, I'm, uh, sh- yeah, I'm showing I, my Baltimore uh, elementary school education. Sorry. Hey, <laughs> hey, you know what? You're not far off from Georgia yeah. public education. So I, I was like, the world, the world's not flat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, so in February, or actually in December, uh, I asked my boss, uh, I said, hey, man, can you just fire me so I can get on unemployment for a little bit? and try and figure out what I want to do. <laughs> and he was like, sure. Yeah, why not? So, um, beginning of 2023, I was basically like, all right, time to figure out what I want to do. Um, I'd always, always really been just like enamored with comedy uh, ever since I can remember. I, I think, I think I might've told you this story, but, um, when I was in third grade, uh, I, I love two things. I love laughing. And I love baseball. Mm-hmm. So when I was in third grade, it, it, my teacher was like, Hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? So, I looked at her and I was like, I want to be a professional baseball player, you know, thinking you got it, kid, you know, shoot for the stars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she looked at me and she goes, maybe you should, uh, you know, tone that down a little bit because um, it, you have a better chance of being struck by lightning. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Well, when it is tamped down on dreams real early. Uh, and then she's <laughs> like, what else do you want to be? <laughs> and I said, you know, I'm a comedian. And, uh, and that was like the first time I remember ever saying that out loud. And then, Fast forward to uh, uh, last last February, I was like, "All right, I'm just going to do it." And I wrote down a little bit of what I thought was going to be funny. Um, I listened to like I've been listening to like comedy podcasts since I could got a Spotify account uh, mm-hmm. in 2015. So, um, so for me, it was just like, "All right, you hear these people like, especially as um, Kill Tony. I know that's a pretty popular podcast yeah, for popular. comedians." Yeah. Yeah, and um, so that was kind of where I was like, I would love to you know, get, do a minute there, but then I got impatient. And I was like, fuck, fuck that. I'm just going to do it here. And come to find out, like, Denver has, you know, one of the top comedy scenes out there. I mean, oh, yeah. you've got a ton of people who come out uh, come out here. Um, yeah, that, that show that I broke my arm on, Santino, that was his uh, hamburger Netflix special that he filmed. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, Man, I think when I first started, I was hitting about ten or eleven open mics a night. Or a week, a week. Sorry, yeah, hard. it was. It, yeah, I was going hard for sure, and um, and and I just I love every aspect of it. I mean, I love going up there. Um, for me, a lot of people are like, "Why aren't you afraid?" And I'm like, "Dude, I've got a wife and two kids. Um, they're three and four, and they shit on me all day. So I don't really care if somebody shits on me." outside of that i just want to talk about what i think is funny um and you know that kind of attitude i think hopefully uh goes a long way but uh (laughs) but it's just it's fun you you get to meet a ton of good people and you know um i actually a couple weeks ago we're we're still working on getting our first episode out but i started a podcast with with a gentleman from alabama and uh he's also a comedian and it's uh called the bush yeah thank you this, this is the most these are the most applauses i've ever received so thank you uh, what's the title <laughs> i'm sorry it's called it's, it's called the bush league show uh, i love the it. u-s-c-h uh, i love like it the beer. so yeah. 
What's it about? But um, so it, it's kind of uh, is just like you know what makes you bush league? Like what what do you do that is bush league about you? So for instance, uh, one of the things was uh, a story about how I got my first tattoo mm-hmm. um, and kind of what involved that. And it's kind of it's evolved into like okay, what did you think was super um, fancy when you grew up, but you just kind of found out, oh, this restaurant is, is not. And you're like, oh, Red Lobster. I, I, thought, I, I thought, it was, thought it was the best thing I've ever done. Uh, you know, super fancy. So it's just kind of things like that. And, um, you know, Bush League stories, mainly from college, uh, you know, that borderline trashy stuff because mm-hmm. people see me uh, and they were like, this guy, he looks like such a nice guy. And then I opened very, my mouth like, very oh, warm and my like. God. Yeah, very yes. warm and like. Yeah. <laughs> so east of the Mississippi, it's um, Baptist youth pastor. Uh, west of the Mississippi, it's Mormon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you do have a calming voice, though. I'm like, man, this dude could could convince me to join a cult if you wanted to. <laughs> I mean, hey, there's always room. Um, you know, we, we do drink Kool-Aid. Uh, I hope you don't mind. <laughs> what, flavor? what flavor are we getting? <laughs> um, uh, we're doing red. Okay, red. okay. That, that I don't, I, OG classic. Red Kool-Aid. Yeah, exactly. I don't even know the flavor. I just know it's red. It's red. <laughs> red 40. It's, you know, you know. apparently red uh, 40 Kool-Aid does, like, destroys your... your um, parts of your... What is it called? Uh, your cells. It destroys cells in your body. Did you know that? It's, so it's basically like chemo? Yeah, <laughs> basically. It's like chemo, oh but way more delicious than chemo, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Like... I still lose my hair, but at least it's delicious. Exactly. <laughs> wow. So cool. That's the Bush League. Um, and you, you got that podcast. I can't wait to get on that podcast with you as well, man. But let's get into yeah, man. That. Yeah, go ahead. Finish your part. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I'm super excited um, to get you on. It's going to be a hell of a time. And then, of course, obviously, when you come to Denver to visit, you know, I'll show you around and uh, we'll have you on the pod and hopefully we'll have video up by then. But it's going to be Oh, it's going to be a hell of a time. Yeah. I think you're, the one thing that I notice about you when you guys get a chance to meet him once he becomes very successful, because he will, there are certain things you can tell about people to have a disposition of greatness. And I've really been around a lot of great people um, who've been very successful in life. And you have a personableness, you have a drive and hunger, and you have an optimism about life. And, you know, as me and you are in our mid thirties, sometimes, don't you think people lose their optimism a little bit? Do you, do you feel that's the case in your people in their thirties sometimes? Um, first of all, thank you. Those are really kind words. I, I oh, really yeah. appreciate that. It's all true, um, and then, and, and Hey, back to you, man. Thanks. Um, that's, I think that's why we vibe so well because we're authentic. Yeah. Uh, and, and authenticity, it, I think it goes very hand in hand with what you're saying is optimism. Just, you know, people, and I'm 34 now, uh, you know, you get beat up your whole life. It's hard to say, it's hard to say, you know, driven and motivated, but you know, if you're authentic to yourself and that, and that's what it really is. It's just me being like, I'm going to make me happy. Um, and I'm going <laughs> to, that's super narcissistic. It's like me only, but it's like, <laughs> no, I'm going to, I'm going to make sure that my priorities are, you know, my family and me and what I want to do now. Whereas, you know, that if you were to talk to me 20, like when I was 27, um, I'd be, I'd be completely different. I'd be like, I hate my job but I'm making good money. Um, I'm too afraid to do anything. So yeah, I think just, you know, being truthful to yourself kind of brings out that optimism because you're like, Oh, I'm not as much of a piece of shit as I thought I was. Oh, (laughs) life's pretty good. (laughs) You know? Yeah. It's always that catch 22 with those type of jobs. I've been there too, bro. Like, 
the job is literally sucking your soul. Have you ever had a, a, a I, now I don't like being a pussy, but I was a, you know, but uh, the corporate industrial complex can make the pussy out of all pussy out of us all. Um, and so I've had a, like, I've had situations where I've called my dad. He's like an old school black dude. Like he's like an old school blue collar guy. He grew up in like the sixties and seventies. So his work ethic is ridiculous. Right. And I called him. He's like, dude, I told him what I was going through. And he's like, man, you got to get out of there, bro. And my dad never believes in being like quitting or, or anything like that. But if he said it, I'm like, yo, this is terrible. I did it for like another year, but still it, it was miserable. Like it, what, what, what was your, um, what was your, what was your, um, your like a uh, light bulb moment? Um, I think my light bulb moment, honestly, going back to that, uh, that like breaking my arm, mm-hmm. um, it, it just kind of made me confront a lot of things that I wasn't happy with. Uh, and I mean, before that, it was, I knew I, I knew I would hate the mortgage industry. I, I just like, everybody could see it on my face when it's gone. It was just draining, like my soul, like you said, but you know, I was, you know, I am grateful that I went through that because now I can see, Oh, you know, it's not, it's not money. You know, money's great. It, it gets you things, but you need to do, you need to chase what you want to do. You need to chase your dreams. So for me, I think, I think the arm break moment was one. Um, and then when I moved to Denver, uh, because it was basically like I was on my own as a salesperson for the first time mm-hmm. and it was kind of like a, a put up or shut up moment. And yeah. I did it. I was successful, but at the same time I was like, I'm working 90 hours a week. I can't even see my kids and my wife and it's during COVID and, I, <laughs> and I'm at home. Oh, so, wow. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It was like, I was in the basement. Uh, I'd come up for like dinner for like 20 minutes. I'd go right back downstairs. Like, all right, well, <laughs> like a, capital, um, like a capitalist ghoul. Capitalism. I said, I wanted the ghoul. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> yeah, uh, th- those those moments they uh, they come to you in far between, but you gotta you gotta recognize them when you see them. And wow. uh, I th- I think I think the fact that your dad said that, and, and you know he's a boomer. Like if I said that to my dad, he'd be like, "Hey, wh- what do you mean, pussy?" And I'd be like, "All right, well." <laughs> uh, so so you know it's just even if he said it and it took you a year, it still was it still was festering in there for for at least a year until you finally were like, you know what, my dad's right. Fuck this. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, bro. I literally caused me to have a atopic dermatitis. That's how stressed I was. Oh, fucking shit. job, bro. Like literally one day I woke up. I'm like, no, I was at, I was at work. I remember I was at work. Right. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. why is my lip turning like black or whatever? Like it's turning red. And like my entire, mm-hmm. my lip had like atopic dermatitis. Like it had like, no, it was eczema. It's eczema. Oh, oh. AKA atopic dermatitis. I think it's a more scientific yep. way. But anyway, bro, I'm like, am I dying from like some sort of fantasy disease or something? And I'm like, bro, it's turning red and then my skin and then I'm like having issues breathing. Well, I had dermatitis on my top of my head and my ears, ev- bro, everywhere, bro. I turned into like a fucking mutant, like an X-Men thing, like basically um, beast <laughs> in the middle of work. So I went to an emergency room and they're like, yeah, it's, you take steroids and everything, but literally stress can look, li- I thought stress, people that complain about stress are pussies, um, like liberal soft pussies. But I was like, nah, yeah. nah, man, it's, uh, it's real. It really will kill you. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, just to, like to kind of go off of what you said is during that time, I went from uh, 175 pounds down to, I think my lowest was 145. God, and hey. I'm five, I'm five foot 10. So I look like fucking the machinist, uh, you know, Christian Bale, like <laughs> and you can see everything. And that's finally when I was like, I got it. I got to get, 
health. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I will say I had the same attitude. I was like, you know, mental health, I know it's, I know it's important, but it just never really clicked how important it was to me until I realized, oh, I'm physically seeing myself degrade. Uh, my, my friends were calling me Dallas Fire Club, which was funny. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but, but it was like, all right, I need to, I need to get that, that sorted. And, um, that was another, that, that was another little catalyst moment in my life. And I was like, oh, I, uh, can't fit into my jeans anymore. <laughs> That'll do it. Wow. So let's get into um, our, our shared love of the um, America's pastime, bro. We were talking. I had my. I'm always going to wear my Orioles hat. I love my Orioles. I, I mean, I've been a baseball fan for 20 plus years. I'm the type of fan that used to listen to the radio during when you could actually watch it on TV. Mm-hmm. I actually preferred to. I like you to watch it on TV, which is great. But there's something about baseball when you hear it on the radio that is beautiful. Have you? Are you? Have you ever listened to a game on the radio yourself? <laughs> I. Um, all right. So I bought the app TuneIn. Um, <laughs> oh yes. I, you know, I, I love li- listening. Um, I love watching so much so that um, I, I love the radio broadcast. I will always love the radio broadcast. That's just what I listened to when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, the guys, the, the guys who do the broadcast at Atlanta, um, they are hilarious. Mm-hmm. And up until last year, um, we had uh, Chip Carey, mm-hmm. who was one of the announcers, and. For all the all the shit that he gets, like he's okay, but I actually would time it to where I'd watch the game because I had MLB TV. Me Shout too. out to my buddy who gave who has T-Mobile and gave me an account. Oh, uh, so, oh yeah, dude, I've watched. Shout out, um, I watched. Uh, I've watched over the last two seasons at least two hundred games. Yeah, same. Uh, here. <laughs> and and so yeah, it, it's amazing. So in twenty twenty two, when we still had the old announcers, I would actually time it up where I'd listen to the radio on my phone mm-hmm. and watch the broadcast. Oh, and I'm wow. just like, Oh, this is, this is, this is perfect for me. Next and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so they got a new, they, they've got, um, Brandon Godden, um, who's just kind of like a random dude. No, I had no idea who that guy was. Wasn't he on the NFL? Have, Did he do uh, NFL stuff? He might have. Um, he's got God. a great voice. I think he's been on a, yeah. I think he's, he's got a, yeah. a great voice for radio for mm-hmm. sure. Um, cause then when you see him, you're just like, Oh my God. Uh, he's not pretty, um, (laughs) but (laughs) him and, uh, him and Jeff Francoeur are are doing the announcing now. So, um, I will watch it and listen to it, but anytime I'm, I'm going out like shows or anything, uh, mics or, you know, sometimes, uh, my, my Caucasian that comes out and I play a cornhole tournament. Okay. Uh, I love it. So, so I will, yeah, I'll go drive and as I'm driving, you know, I'll listen to it or, you know, at the end of the night, um, uh, you smoke a joint once the kids are asleep and uh, listen to the, listen to the sweet sweet sound of those smooth voices on the radio. I love it, bro. And and that's the thing, people. You know this argument in baseball where they've like, you know, I, w- I want to get your perspective on this. Um, I l- actually love the new rule changes. I I love it. I've never been more excited about baseball. And um, mm-hmm. when you look at baseball, because I've you know I've, we, me and you've both been watching over twenty plus years. Um, you know, they said baseball has the oldest fan base, like the average age of players. And you got guys like us who are literally paying for MLB TV, which is like a couple hundred, like 120, 30, 50 mm-hmm. bucks, depending on what it is, which, which package you pick. We listen to it on the radio. We love the pastime. How do you think the new changes have helped? Do you think it's more watchable? Do you, are you more excited? The, the, the extra wild card, what do you think about these things? Um, all right. So today is the, uh, 
the anniversary of the infamous infield fly with the Braves and the Cardinals. Yes. Uh, and that was actually the very first wild card game that was played, I think, um, like with an extra, like with an extra team. Um, so I, you would think I'd be like, no, I hate this. Cause whatever, the Braves, I hate the Cardinals. Um, but <laughs> I will say, changes. Um, there, I, anybody who's, who's like just putting their nose up at it and like poo pooing the idea of making the games quicker, of making them more entertaining because the bags are bigger, of getting rid of the shift, like those were necessary because you are now going to be able to say, Hey, little boys, let's go take you out to the game and it's not going to take all day. You know, they're, they're going to be done in two and a half hours, basically. I think that's what the new average was. Um, and they're exciting because there's more base hits. There's more steals. Shout out Ronald Lacuna Jr., yeah. MVP. Didn't he, um, he's a 40 and, 40 and 70 guy, right? 40, 70. First, 40, 50. First, 40, 60. First, 40, 70. And like, the, I want to say fourth, 40, 40. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, it's, it's insane. And, and a lot of people, they're going to be like, well, these new bases, they blah, blah, blah. It doesn't Shut count. Shut the hell um, up. Shut you up. Know, you know, it's, it's all these old school boomers that yeah. don't like change. Um, but the thing that like is wild to me is I have friends who are my age who are like, I hate that the game's set up. I hate that you can't um, throw back to the, to the first base more than twice. I'm like, do you remember in the 90s when uh, a pitcher would throw back to the um, – throw back to the bag, like, I don't know, seven times before he'd throw it to the pitcher or a uh, batter. Excuse Bro, me. Now like, I'll give you a better one. I remember the, I think it was the Chicago White Sox playoff championship when they won the uh, World Series. They played till like mm-hmm. fucking one o'clock in the morning, bro. Oh, I know. Remember that? <laughs> remember that? Now, the, yes, gosh. There's been tired. so many of those where you're just like, okay, I, I you know, I, I'm, I'm a baby. I can't stay up this way, but <laughs> it's baseball. I have to. Uh, so, um, I will say the uh, the ghost runner on uh, for extras. Yes, that is. I, I think that's going to be my most mixed bad opinion on that. Um, mainly because the Braves always somehow got screwed when that rule first came out. But <laughs> um, but I think again, it speeds up the game, it, and it definitely. I think it def- it it lends more towards home. Um, it gives home more advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that isn't great, but you know, you play the same amount of games at home as you do away. So, you know, bring it on. Right. Yeah. But I'm all for, I'm all for changing things up. I'm all for making the game more efficient and more fun and more exciting. And I think, Bud Selig has, that's, that's him, right. Or am I, is that the guy? Uh, is the guy it, no, it's the new, it's the, uh, what no. is this freaking new Yeah. Guy? He's a, he's oh, a, my, what I got you. Name. I got you. Uh, uh, I think my Rob, Rob Manfred, let me see. MLB. Yeah, Manfred, that's it. Yeah, Rob Manfred. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. Let me see. Who is the current commissioner? Yep, Robert Manfred. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think I think Manfred has done a, a, a good job with the rule changes, mm-hmm. and I, my favorite one is the shift. Like, I, I, oh, I love that, I, and I, I love the balance schedule. Yes, and yes, exactly. So now it's not, I'm not, we're not playing the same division people like. 40 times and and finally I get to see the Mariners like come in I get to see the Yankees every other year or whatever like it's it's good to get the product out and I think uh I think that's why I fell in love with the parades in the 90s is because 
or baseball in general, but the Braves, just, you know, every single day was on TBS. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I had cable and TBS was always on. So, <laughs> so for me, it's just like, this is great for the game. I think it's going to be, um, I think it's going to be great moving forward. I, I'm interested to see, you know, what happens with additional rule changes in the future, but I'm, I'm coming at it with an open mind for sure. Me too. Yeah, man. And and it was so dope. We had this moment when you were talking, I was like, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I just love, I bleed orange and black. I literally bleed. I used to have it as my credit card, as my bank credit card thing. You could pick the team nice. for your bank or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we're proudly, and this is back when it wasn't a good thing to be an Orioles fan. It's almost like being, um, like, uh, you know, saying, you know, you like uh, Elon Musk now, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, but being an Orioles fan. I don't fan, Tesla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's an interesting fellow. But uh, so, yeah, so we talked about the 2014 Delman Young uh, base clearing stubble where, yep. you know, and it was like, they make the call. They're like, he's a quick trigger. He likes to pull the trigger. And they, they showed the record of, you know, the type of numbers he had. And I'm actually going to play it because I want the fans, the people to hear it because this is one of the greatest calls and sounds. And to me, when I hear an Atlanta Braves fan tell me that they love that call, it makes me feel good as a baseball fan because I really, I didn't have, honestly, bro, before I moved to the South, I didn't have a lot of respect for baseball in the South. I knew the Braves were good. I love Chipper Jones. I love Andrew Jones. Mm-hmm. I love those guys, but I never had the respect. And, you know, Hank Aaron, obviously, hammering Hank. But I was like, people in the South don't like baseball. They may have a team, but they may not support them, right? But when I came here, bro, I was like, you guys are serious about your baseball in Atlanta, bro. It's um, Atlanta in general. uh, That's a baseball town. Like, people are going to be like, oh, no, football. Like, first of all, the Falcons are pathetic. As a Falcons fan, the Falcons are pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> um, secondly, they're going to be like, well, you know, there's so much college football all around. And like, yeah, and the SEC has been good for 20 years, but this town has been a baseball town since Sid Breen Slide in 91. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you can even kind of say like even before that, I mean, I'm sure they didn't have their heights, but you go on a run where the city's buzzing and you win the NLE 14 years in a row. And you know, you go to the World Series, uh, what, four times, I think, in, in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's something that creates consistent buzz, where, you know, the kids growing up now, like, they had the 2005 grades, which were a hell of a team, right? Um, but they didn't have that championship mentality. And, and I think you saw it wane a little bit in the, in the 2010s when we had the, the Upton brothers, and then we, <laughs> we came, um, dark times. Uh, but <laughs> after, like once the Braves, I think once honestly Acuna came back, it was just like packed yeah. every single day packed. And, um, it definitely revitalized it a little bit, but I would say Atlanta's always been, you know, first and foremost, the Braves town. And then after that, uh, pick whatever college football team. <laughs> and yeah. then, you know, way down the list, you got Falcons and Thrashers and Hawks. Yeah, I yeah I've gained so much respect, but we connected on that 2014 Delman three run double. I'm gonna play the call. We're not gonna do the whole video, but I want you guys to hear this, um, and then we're gonna talk about um, you know a little bit more about baseball, and then we'll close out. But um, I want you guys to really feel this. And as a Baltimorean, I am super proud of this moment. I literally cr- damn near cried. Here we go. I'm getting do something. Is loaded. Swings, line drive. That is down and to the wall. 
Man, as a kid, I remember I was at home. I was watching it on Fox uh, in my dad's uh, kitchen. Uh, we that's back when the uh, tube TVs were still a thing. It wasn't, you know, flat screens were a thing, but my dad still had a nice old tube TV. And that's back before the digital conversion, where like if it if someone sneezes, the the signal goes out. Um, the signals back in the day prior to digital conversion were like so serious. They were so. Remember those days before we had the digital fucking converter box? You you had to like. Uh, use tinfoil and the antennas, yep. and you had to stand and like, like, like you're doing a, a dance move, and you're just like, stand still. I think you got it. I think you got it. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, you finally see just like one little, one little blip, and then it goes out. So yeah, I. Oh man, I um. When you, when you play that, but there's 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 nothing there's nothing better. Like for me, yeah, you can say, oh, it gets so exciting. Uh, the Super Bowl it gets so loud, but. No, when you hear 60,000, 70,000 people screaming at the top of their lungs because they just saw an amazing, incredible moment in baseball, like, I'll take that top. Um, yeah, any no, other sport. Nothing, for, for literally, baseball. in my personal opinion, nothing beats playoff baseball. I don't give a damn. Agreed. I'll throw it up against NFL Honestly, I'll throw it up against NFL playoffs. Obviously, people love the NFL and it's popular, but it could compete on that level. It's it's serious. So, yeah, bro. Um, the fact that you remembered that, and, and as Atlanta, I mean, like this dude is a serious baseball guy. Um, so the sport has grown. They said it's ten percent growth, which is great. We have mm -hmm. the wild card. You guys will be playing the full of the Fighting Phils, a great team last year who turned it around, made their way to the World Series uh, as well. Um, Atlanta obviously winning. You guys won 2020, right? You guys won the World Series in 2020. 2021. 2021. Uh, yeah, okay. the, the the Dodgers won the COVID. The COVID uh, years. The Mickey Mouse okay, the yeah. Mickey Mouse year. Mickey, <laughs> yeah, you know, some of the, those years run together. 2021, and you guys also won the national championship in the same year, which is great. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, man, I just really people need to really start watching it. It's beautiful. It's changing. It's great. Um, and man, we we'll, we should need to do maybe do something where we. Uh, try to go to the stadium thing and do those. What's your hope for the future, man, as you continue to do this comedy thing? Give us two, three, two or three things when we come back several years from now when you have extreme success in this industry. Um, what are like on your bucket list, things you have to check off to say, I did this in my career? What are one or two things? Um, I think for me, um, I really want to shows. I mean, I know that I just started eight months ago, but mm -hmm. I think in the next few years, that's, that's obviously an attainable goal. Mm -hmm. I'd love to do something where I do like a sellout of like two, three, four hundred people. Um, I think I think that would be just one of the most electrifying feelings ever. Um, and I, I kind of, you know, at the same token, I really want to um, get the podcast going. I, I really want to get um, just kind of an inner looking with, you know, as, as we go through funny Bush League stuff, but like, interviewing people from Denver comedians to doctors to like, you know, just having conversations with folks, having a good time and just being a good outlet for people when they're having a shitty day, they can be like, all right, I want to, I want to listen to this because this dude makes me laugh. Um, talking about my co-host, not me. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, so for me, I think, I think those are the two. Um, 
and you know maybe who knows maybe maybe I'll be touring and, and traveling and and being able to hit up all these stadiums. I think that'd be pretty good. Thank you. We definitely will, bro. I think I would love to like yeah. us do like a, a a comic trick to the the uh, mothership in uh, Austin. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. And record the content and do all that together. So that'd be pretty awesome. But um, folks, this gentleman is one of the most personable people. Continue. We'll continue to follow him and have him on as the baseball season continues because they got the fighting fields. We got the Texas Rangers. I think oh, it'll yeah. be a very winnable series. But the key, we, 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 we those bats, them, them boys can hit. So... Um, we Those gotta, boys can hit, yeah. But I will say they can't pitch. Yeah, so, that's true. <laughs> um, and small ball's going to win it. I think. Uh, you know, I, I think the I think the O's are going to pull it out. I think it's four, and they are going to be playing the Twins. And I think personally, they are going to the World Series. Oh man, Atlanta, bro! If we have Atlanta and 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 Baltimore World Series, it'll be the most polite World Series ever. But man, we're gonna make some great content with that. <laughs> no, no, no! You hit first. Yeah. No. Oh no, no, no! <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, I'm I'm totally stoked. I think it will be Atlanta and uh, and the Orioles. I think um, I think it's gonna be the Diamondbacks and the Braves in the um, NLCS. Yeah. Uh, I I just there's something there's something about baseball playoffs, like you said, where it's kind of like a crapshoot, you know, what team gets hot, what team is, you know, clicking on all cylinders and watching what the D-backs did to the, um, the Brewers rotation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd watch out, you know, cause the Dodgers, they, they are a far cry from what they were last year. Yeah. Even. Yeah. Especially with that, even with that bloated payroll they have, but yeah, mm-hmm. man, you know what I want to do? I want to have you back after game one. We'll break down game one and talk about, uh, you know, what happened. I, I might be weeping. I might be smiling. Um. <laughs> I might be smiling and weeping because I'm so happy that uh, the Orioles beat the shit out of the Rangers. That's, oh, that's my prediction. Same here. And, and, and no better fan base to beat but the Phillies. I mean, come on, Atlanta. Beat, beat the Phillies. Come on. You could do it. I don't want to yeah, see any more fucking uh, dance moves from that Philadelphia I, dance move. Shit. I don't either. I don't either. And I just. I hate Bryce Harper. I've always hated him. Uh, and, hate his beard. And I just, I hate his beard. And the Braves were sick when they played him last year. Mm. A lot of people don't know that, but like um, Freed, Swanson, a lot of the guys had really bad stomach bugs. And I think that's going to be a little bit more motivation for the Braves this year. Like we're healthy, motherfuckers. We're gonna we're gonna take you out. Is Spencer and, Strider um, going to start? Yeah, I think we'll have Strider start game one. Freed is good to go, so I don't know if they're going to start him. Uh, game one, if, if I'm Atlanta, I'm I'm trotting out Strider. Mm-hmm. And then game two, um, you know, because I expect to win game one, game two, put him in, put Freed in, um, and go back to Philly with a 2 nothing series. Yeah. Yeah, I think we got to put Kyle Bradish in. Um, I think you put, mm-hmm. uh, then you then you put up my boy, uh, G-Rod, uh, Grayson Rodriguez, and then you kind of yep. work from there. I think our bullpen is way more improved because we have added other arms. Tyler Wells. Um, we got some other guys. We got uh, DL Hall playing pretty well, um, and we're also going to put. Um, we got some other guys that are, who are starters, but uh, who can be can kind of play that relief role. I definitely think there's going to be a situation where we're going to get shelled a little bit, but we got to maintain Cedric Setti. Setti Mullins going to have to do something special, mm-hmm. and we need Henderson to continue on his. I think this is a time for Henderson to really come into superstardom because I think he'll win AL Rookie of the Year, but this is a time to be a superstar. And Adley, too. Dadley Rutschman. Yeah. I look forward to him. That, that was just who I was about to say. That's, that's one of the most exciting players that I want to watch in the, um, in the playoff. And the best part about this is y'all are young. You have a young core, and you can tell they buy into your, uh, 
year skipper. Yeah. I, his name eludes me, but like he's, oh, you can Hunt. tell he, yeah. Brandon Hunt, yeah, they're, they're going above and beyond for him. And, and I think, I think it's like, you know, like I said, uh, anything can happen, but they've got the making of one of those teams that can uh, really, really make some noise and uh, get to the, get to the World Series for sure. Oh yeah, man. That'll be, like I said, it'll be fun. We just gotta, you know, the thing that I love about the Braves, when you get guys like Michael Harris and things like that, you sign them up quick, mm-hmm. Matt Olson. You guys give them the yep. deal. You don't even let them get to the arbitration in the Orioles. Um, our ownership is pretty interesting. So I would love to see, like, at the end of the season, Dadley Rutschman getting a six-year. He's a catcher, so we know, you know, the knees and stuff like that. He's a little bit bigger. Exactly. And um, But he could be a DH first base. So you got three positions he can play. Kid is, is young. Well, not young. He's kind of, you know, he's solid, 24, 25. Give him a six-year deal, $130 million, you know, kind of yep. do that. And, um, and then I really would actually like to see Gunner get signed. And it really, I'm sad. I hope they don't let Seti go. But uh, I think he might be the odd man. I'm not sure. I just you just don't know with this ownership team. You really don't. So we'll see. Uh, that is true. And but who knows? Uh, one thing about ownership is uh, when you start winning and making the playoffs, uh, the ownership's a lot more willing to be like, uh, "Yeah, we we got this. Yeah, we so, got some money. Yeah, um, and let, yeah. But I, I'm with you. I think uh, I think Bradish. He's gonna. He's definitely gonna play a part. Um, Got to keep the walks down. But yes. other than that, uh, yes. you know, <laughs> other than that, I think the Rangers in general, like, yeah, they, they're heavy hitters, but there's something about there's something about the Orioles. That, the Orioles you know, magic, baby. Yep, yep. And <laughs> hey, uh, my mom, she was born in she was born in Maryland, or yeah. Baltimore. So yeah. yeah so this is a, this is my AL team. I, uh, amen. And I'm rooting hard for them. And I'm rooting hard for you guys, bro. I used to try to mimic Chipper Jones swinging action as a kid. So, man, <laughs> it's mad love for you, brother. Hey, I'm excited for you, man. Folks, you need to follow this man. He is so talented, such a good human being, Jordan Ward, folks. And he will be back soon. So thanks for coming on the WWB Podcast. We are out.